Welcome in, welcome in, welcome friends to the newest edition of 3 In, 3 Out Seahawks. What if the most unique Seahawks preview podcast in the multiverse? I am your host, Clinton Bonner. Come on and find me out on Twitter at Clinton Bond. And I am joined, of course, by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Find him out on Twitter at Seahawkers Pod. And this would not be what if without the protector of the multiverse here, the Seahawks multiverse. Of course, we're talking about Mr. Phil Leidick. And gentlemen, before people might be saying, well, what are you going to preview? You know, like we don't stop when the, when the regular season ends. You know, our games might be over, but the crystal balls are out there. There's lots to discuss. The, the postseason, everything else is just heating up. Before we get to the games, though, can we talk a bit or what's your opinion of the vomitorium we're going to have to see as we watch two NFC West rivals go at it for the right to go to the freaking Super Bowl? Hey, I'll go to Mr. Phil. I'll go to you first. I've talked with this about Brandon a little bit. How are you feeling that we have to watch something quite villainous come uh, come Sunday for, oh, for the man. championship? Well, I'm right in the middle. Like I continue to be a Seahawk fan, of course. So my focus still, as the show will show, uh, is on what the Seahawks can do to get back there. But uh, it was some great football this past weekend. Enjoyed your roundtable show kind of going over there. And I was like, man, I would love to pipe in here on a few things. But um, I did enjoy watching the games. Other than the fact my sons and I did a kind of a bracket and I did find the week before I lost, I missed every single pick on this past weekend. And maybe I was picking with my heart, like the teams that I wanted to win uh, was probably a part of it. So as the games went along, my sons are like, oh yeah, dad does. Dad's been a Seahawks fan his whole life. Dad loves football. He's even on a podcast. We've got no chance. I'm like, hey, it's picking games, guys. It's uh, my level of experience will have nothing to do with how things go. And sure enough, I was 0 for 4. I mean, that's pretty hard to pull off. But they were great games. They were great to enjoy. I don't even have any idea how I could enjoy the games this weekend on the NFC side. I, I One thing is, you know, it would be kind of fun to watch the 49ers lose another Super Bowl. They're pretty good at that. So I guess we could uh, we could hope for that. And, and to fill us, I think you, uh, you pulled an 0 for which I think Brandon, uh, you pulled it 0-4, right? So, yeah, look at you guys, brothers yeah. in arms with uh, not knowing how to select football games. Congrats. Yeah, so when you said this was a preview show, I'm hoping that we aren't previewing the championship games. No. I, no. I am prepared to preview week one of 2022 when yes. the Seahawks play the Falcons uh, because with my crystal ball, that's I'm, I'm crystal balling it right now. That's going to be week one game. That is you such figured a- it out. You figured it out. It's never too early to preview week one of the 2022 season. That is such a Seahawky opening. It's always just like ran- rando, out of, you know, out of rhythm team. You really don't think about or care about too, too much. Um, that's exactly it. If, if I could wager that, I would, Brandon. Good, good call. But we're going to get to, you know, the preview. And, and Mr. Phil, you're going to lead us down that path. So I'm sure. not, you know, why don't you take the mic? You came up with this next... Um, this first of, I think, several off-season traverses will, will go down. So you've got a great topic. You've, you've conjured something up. So why don't you tell the good folks at home what we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, thanks. You put it all on me there, Clinton. So if this thing flops down, then we, we know where it came from. But uh, I had some thoughts here. Everybody wants everything. And Seahawks <laughs> fans, we want everything. You know, life's about trade-offs. 
opportunities, opportunity costs. I still remember way back at University of Montana, my uh, econ teacher introducing that idea of opportunity costs. And I'm like, you know, life really is about that quite a bit. Our family wants to do all the vacations, right? I mean, they want to go everywhere, but resources of time and money are limited. So we have to choose sometimes. We Hawk fans, we want the best free agents and draft pick at every position, right? Top one at every position, but resources are limited. Yeah, we, we want, want to, to sign defense. all our current guys back at half of what they're currently making to make more <laughs> yes. room for to sign other guys. We want the Hawks to have twice the cap of the rest mm -hmm. of the league, mm -hmm. right? And twice the amount of picks, if not more. We want a defense that stops everything, takes the ball away, never gives up the big play, does all the stuff. How do you solve where to allocate resources and one's focus? Let's boil it down to one word here in this show, priorities. And this is the what if show. So what if we, and when I mean we, I especially mean Clinton and Brandon, what if we rank our priorities gentlemen and starting off this is i think episode 18 not totally sure but that's what i have <laughs> um which means it's an even episode so we're going to start with mr clinton and start off with the ones we're most familiar with the hawk free agents nice. the hawk free agents and so we're going to do our five that uh, we want to bring back most and the five that we're most comfortable with letting go we're going to start here with clinton on the first question Give me your top five Hawks. You can go in order or not, but the contracts that have expired this year that you want to bring back, these are the five guys you've got to bring back whose contract is expiring. And then we'll take it over to Brandon. Uh, Clinton, who do you got? Yeah, great, great, fun, you know, fun topic. And, and this one, maybe maybe I'll put one or two out there and, and, and pass it to, to Brandon to not, uh, you know, not glom onto all five. So sure. it's a little, a little fair that way too. And, you know, the, as a first round pick here, meaning the first dude I get to select, there are certain dudes. There, there are certain ones that I probably rank over this person. However, for the money, for the gorgeous eyes this man has, and for old thigh arms himself, I can't, I can't be not true to myself here. Gotta go Al Woods for what the dude does up the middle for the price he'll probably resign for. I think he was like two and a half million last year, something like that. So let's say he's back for something similar. Give him a one year, give him a two year, whatever. That dude, right, right dead smack in the middle of that great run defense. Give me back some thigh arms, bring back some Al Wood. So I'll start there and I'll stop. Okay. I'll start there and maybe even pause. Maybe we do a draft pick way. I kind of like yeah, this. It just kind of sure. morphed into this. Uh, you pick number one, and then Brandon, you can say if you agree or disagree, and then go into your second pick. Okay. What do you think I, about? I would. Uh, I, I like this idea. I like how we're rolling with the the format as we go. This is a good format. Sure. Um, I think it goes to show you the guys who are up for free agency at just how uh, it, it's not the greatest list of guys. If Clinton, you're going to to Al Woods with your number one. Don't you dare. Don't, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, don't you I like Al Woods. Now listen, there's a, I, listen, there's a lot of dudes here. I prep, I prefaced. I'm but just, you gotta have him. I huh? got you know. It's like you know. We could have. I got. I got to go all the way. I got to go. With the heart wants what the heart wants. I want El Woods back. So Brandon, I, I gave you some. There's some juicy ones there. So you should be thankful, man. I I am thankful. And defensive line is important. But in terms of, I don't know, just positions on the team that have the greatest potential for impact. I I don't feel like defensive interior is the one. But I'm okay with the pick. And I know. You know, you've only got eyes for thigh arms. So uh, I will go with 
the the guy, and I want to preface my pick too, but my number one pick would be left tackle Dwayne Brown, but not really? not okay. until after the first wave of free agency, because there is one guy out there who I would like to see the Seahawks go after. I, I I won't give it away right now because I think we might get into it later, but I I do think that of the people who are the most important to success for the Seahawks next year, it's got to be left tackle Dwayne Brown. After all our expiring DBs, we're starting off with Al Woods and 37-year-old Dwayne Brown. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, love Clinton. It, who it. do you got? Yeah, good stuff. And Dwayne would have been in my top five. You know, this is like the, the old T-Mobile Fave Five type thing, right? So did we pick the two oldest guys on here? Is that what we did? We may have. I think, <laughs> okay. I think we did, in fact. And, uh, you know, that's okay. With with the age comes the comes the experience, right? So, But Dwayne would have definitely been in my top five. I would like to scour the the multiverse of, of uh, free agents also there. And we'll get to that. But, you know, like that's like a position you have to have. You have to. You have to have a left tackle. So if it's like you take him back for a year or two and you put your other money elsewhere, so be it. That doesn't matter. Like you go get the sure thing, even if he's a B player and not an A player any longer, it's fine. Okay, so this gets interesting. I'm going to go. Adrian Peterson. Yes. <laughs> that was the other old C- guy. We missed him. Seahawks legend Adrian Peterson to, to break to finally break uh, Jim Brown's record. Gotta get gotta bring back all the old guys. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um there's plenty of dudes here still out, and this might not be the most popular one. However, given what it might take to bring him back and what I think it, and the importance layer there, I really want the Seahawks to put in the effort to bring back DJ Reed. Um, there's again, there's other dudes out there. DJ Reed has been nothing but really solid, right? And if we're if we're constructing a defense where he could be our our whatever that is, CB one ish, C but or better yet, in a, in a different scenario, maybe in a future state, a really strong you know cornerback too. He's just really good. And yes, I realize that DJ Reed's going to get paid. He was not making a lot of money at all. He's going to throttle his income. I'd also put it at one of the most likely that we probably won't re-sign. This to me smells of, of like the, the Shaq Griffin type thing where someone's going to give him a lot of money. However, I, don't wanna, I do not want to overpay, but just if it was just blanket, I want the guy back. I think DJ Reed would be fantastic to bring back. So that's, that's a guy I would just pluck out and say, I want my DJ Reed. Yeah, going back to what Phil said earlier, I want DJ Reed back on a minimum contract <laughs> and uh, just to have room for all the other free agents. It's, okay, it's, it's you're probably like my not going to happen. Six year old daughter. Can we drive to Disney World tomorrow? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're in fantasy land. Uh, yes. Yes. We're just, I, we're I, just I, picking who we want back. That's it. That's I know. He want. didn't even make my list because I, I'm just, I have the expectation that he's not going to be there. One guy that's on my list, because I know he's not going to be on Clinton's list just out of spite, I'm going to go with Rashad Penny as my pick, because again, I'm thinking of players who are on the free agent list who have that potential to be the most impactful in the 2022 season. And yeah, a a guy like Reed has that potential to be impactful, but I think for the cost, too, I I think there is, you know, bigger bang for the buck and... Uh, one of the things that surprised me was looking at some of the top 100 free agent lists out there. Rashad Penny 
not really on the radar of a lot of people. And I, I don't know if that is because of the injuries or, you know, if the, the last few weeks just went under the radar of most people, but uh, kind of curious to me. Well, and, you know, a lot of people of the opinion that running backs don't really matter. But I think that I, I'm going to go with Rashad Penny for my next pick. I think you could probably get him around the five million per area for two or three years when you see the all the ones out there. Uh, Fournette and Lindsey and Mostert and White and Michelle. There's a lot of them. I think that he can be around five, and that's probably worth it because that means this first year he's only got two on the cap. But I don't know what you were going to say, Quinn. Oh no, I, I so I when I made when I made the list, you know, going for the fave five, he was seventh on my list, but he was on my list of people I do want to keep, and it's and it's it's a matter of that one is a matter of um, what's it going to cost, you know, because the, you just rattled off a bunch of names there also. Now, the, the, the piece for me, this was uh, Brian Nemhauser. He kind of went to bat for Penny when he talked about outstanding upside and saying, like, oh, like yeah. hey, listen, yes, we get it. It's five games. We get it. We understand the, the injury history. He, you know, he kind of professed all that, but he made a very good point that's like, hey, and yet few players have done what he's ever done. Like his upside, if he were to stay healthy, is, uh, you know, it's like league winning type talent. So um, you do want to pay for that. You do want to take a risk there. I'm okay with it. It's it, that one to me, is, it's got to be the right number. You know, I, I'm okay. The two, the two for 10, the, 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 you know, the one year for, for five, it's all good. One year for four and a half. I would like to retain Rashad Penny also. And with that, there are some other dudes that like, you know, hey, if 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 Penny's a, an injury risk, there are some really good running backs out there. And Phil, you named a few who also are kind of like injury prone, quote unquote, unquote, who are also really good yeah. backs that maybe you could pick up for two and a half million dollars. So it's going to be very interesting, interesting to see how it all, you know, kind of plays out there. But I know it's back to me. I'll, I'll quickly got to, you know, one that's an obvious one that I'm surprised is still on the board. Injury, you know, injury concern because it's recent. But Quandre Diggs, right? Just like bringing back Quandre, healthy Jamal Adams, that one. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for my just you know adoration for Al Woods, it would have been my number one. You know, Quandre Diggs yeah. is is he's the dude. What's your comfort price for him? Great question. Give me give me give me ten seconds on that, uh, Brandon. Oh, oh, why don't you take it away while I, while I look up some of the safeties, uh, the ranges over here? Yeah, price is actually one of the reasons why. I left Quandre off my list. I'm not sure at the price that he's going to command if that makes me comfortable putting him on my list of guys to keep. So my next guy, I will go defensive back, though, and I'm going to go with Sidney Jones because of yes. the guys that I think will come in at the at the right kind of cost uh, to maintain some consistency. We saw good things from him. I think Sidney Jones would be a guy to keep in that defensive backfield this offseason. He's fun. You know, he, what, a, what a great find, the gem yeah. pickup. And he just stepped in and just did his job. He's a Seahawk, too. He plays like a Seahawk. Yeah, I like flies around. I, I agree, man. Like, so, so he's, again, he's on my list as well. So he was just outside my fave five. I had, I had him as, as, my, as my six there. And with that, fully on board, if I had to kick somebody out to put, to put Sidney Jones in. And then, Mr. Phil, to answer your question, too, you know, I think, I think, Seeing as where that's going to go, pretty comfortable in the eleven to eleven to twelve million dollar range for Diggs. Like that's that's where he should get paid. Honey Badger's making fourteen million a year. Safeties don't make that that much, but you got some some top tier top tier dudes there. 
maybe 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 even maybe even a bit more. I, I don't know the exact parameters of the uh, uh, you know where, where things are going to fall with with budgets this year, but. I think I saw. I think I saw Gilbert said that the projection for um, franchise tag would be around thirteen million. Sure, do it. So if you can get if you can get him around twelve ish, you know, and then and then we'd basically be looking at around a six million five or six for the first year, depending on how they how they scheduled out his cap number. But if you get him on a four year with an uh, up to maybe fifty million. Yeah, that's probably reasonable. That's probably where he's going to go. It's tough to pull the trigger on that one. We're already paying so much for our other safety, but I don't know. You love digs. Everybody loves yeah. digs. It'd be tough to let him but go. But I think real quickly there too, it's like, it's, it's, you know, we all know it's, it's, the, it's, it is a passing league. It's still going to be a passing league. Uh, you know, as much as, as much as we like to run the balls as, as, and I still, I still think that philosophy works and actually what's what works best for our quarterback. We talk about that balance all the time. The, the ability for Seattle over the years to find your DJ Reeds, find your Sidney Joneses, and bring them in at a, at a cheap level uh, is kind of proven out. You know, so if we're loading up on safety and then building around with some other DBs that we've got to coach up, if you will, well, we've done it before. We've done it quite a bit. So my comfort level there is, is pretty strong. Yeah, you got Trey Brown waiting in the wings. Don't don't be yes. signing a bunch of starting caliber uh, corners and then keep Trey, Trey Brown, Brown on the ben- on the bench. Love Trey. I hope he bounces and, and back. And don't even think about putting Trey Brown in the slot either. He is an outside corner, even with his small size. Yeah. So I yeah, this is uh, this is where it needs to be, and that's why I'm also comfortable with. Uh, that's why I picked Sidney Jones. Nice. I think DJ's of the three. I think DJ's the one we're probably going to have to let go if we're going to take two out of three. I think so. The too. value is at Jones, and the need for his leadership is at as it digs. That's where you have to pay the premium if it, if if it's me. I, I agree with you. I think I think D, I, I really want DJ Reed because he's he's good, and we kind of got him at, at such a bargain bargain price. But it's again, he's going to get that Shaq Griffin treatment. He's someone's going to pay that kind of money, and then we got to say, dude, go 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 make your money, have fun. That's it. Have we covered all your guys' top five yet, or who do we got? What do we got left? Ooh, I I still have one. If uh, if Clinton, you want to take another round here, let's go. Yeah, yeah, I got one. Are we going to pick all the top premium guys, or do we have somebody else here? I, I got oh, a low got key Clinton. one that would actually I project as a backup. If do if you... it. All right, my my fifth one then, and yes, a guy who I want on the team, and part of the reason why is that looking at the list of free agent centers out there. There's not a lot. Oh, There's nice. not a lot out there that's exciting to me and is why I think I would really like the Seahawks to go with center in the draft this year. But there, there is a risk associated with going center in the draft. And that's why I think for my fifth option, you got to keep Ethan Posick on the team. I thought you were going to say Justin Britt and just say, hey, he was a Seahawk. <laughs> so it's just like bringing him back. It's fine. Nope. I'm just glad you didn't say somebody else that we had at center this year. I didn't <laughs> oh, hear any. Gosh, no, that I'm full of Fuller. Yeah, myself. That, that, dude's, uh-huh. that dude's on my that dude's on my top of the other list. That, OK, but I like that. But Brandon, that, that's a that's a great selection. That's a good, good low key one. And a nice, nice recognition that if we build, we, we have we have good guards we got beefy boy Haynes, who maybe could slide to center and go compete there. He could play guard if need be as well. Hopefully, he stays. If we, if only we had five Phil Haynes, <laughs> imagine how good our line Very could athletic. combine if them we, into one Phil Haynes that stayed like, healthy like a, for like the a, whole season. Like yeah, Vol- that would be a Voltron of Phil Haynes, <laughs> a, a giant. You know, a giant. Was was he Wake Forest or Purdue? I forget. 
Which, whichever one he was. One of those gold ones. Maybe even Notre yeah. Dame. I don't exactly. Know. You're the Phil Haynes fan club leader, Clinton. You don't know where he even I, went I to school? I want to say Purdue, Boilermaker. Maybe he's a demon deacon. I don't know. But but it's all, all good. Five beefy boys. It sounds like a great order from White Castle. But I like the Posick pick. Um, it would be okay. We wouldn't. It's like, I know people are like, we got to get a center. Yes, yes. It'd be nice. Be nice to draft a center. And it would almost give you the freedom, right? You, you bring back Posick, you, dr- you draft a center second round, you hope for the Creed Humphrey, but if you don't, if you miss, you still have a guy who could play center. He proved it out. We run the ball exceptionally well down the stretch. So Brandon, I think it's a, a really cool pick. Maybe on the low-key side too, my last one here, um, I'd like to see Ryan Neal come back. Like Ryan Neal has been, again, talk about like a dude who's been nothing but good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, filling in for Jamal or better yet when Jamal's playing and then they bring in the other package where, where Neil's on, on the field, et cetera. And he's doing his special things, causing havoc and, and just, just really being a disruptive player. Phil, you said earlier, like, Oh, like Sidney Jones is kind of that. He, he feels like a Seahawk to me. Neil, you know, flies around back there, feels like a Seahawk. I'm not saying he's, you know, uh, Uber talent, but I like him. I like what I saw. And I trust him out there. So for the kind of money that his position uh, gets paid. Absolutely. Like Ryan Neal to me is, is a great, great one to bring back as well. On the other half, I asked you all to consider five that you're most comfortable with letting walk or even you kind of hope that they go ahead and let these fellows walk. I know one was already hinted at. We start with Brandon here on this one, I think, for the for this question. So five of our free agents, maybe you want to list them off if you want to pontificate a little bit uh, as to why. But uh, uh, which ones, Brandon? What do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the steal on this one because Clinton already gave his away. <laughs> Number one on my list is center Kyle Fuller. Oh, it's unanimous. This one's unanimous. Yeah. That means they're going to sign him. (laughs) That's it. That's a circle takes a square right there. Right. So um, just real quickly, my two cents on Fuller is it's, it's kind of a shame that he started some games, you know, like it's, it's just the, I don't know if that would have happened though, if Posick would have been healthy through preseason because they seem to be leaning that way. And, and then he gets hurt. And so essentially fuller wins the job and it's almost like oh well he kind of won the job because he was healthy and then Mm. it was almost a reluctant start at least maybe it felt that way to me and maybe i'm projecting i hope so but uh yeah i should have my sister ask mike solari she goes to church with him she should have yeah (laughs) there you go was was it really the plan or did you tell us oh yeah you definitely slipped that down the pew right like say you know it's a Send a little note and just get yes, no, maybe get it back and uh, and and see see if you could tuck that into a psalm somehow. I, I like that. What do you got, Clinton? Who's your next one? This one's a bit of a free square as well, in the sense that I, I think I think we'll we'll find agreeance here. Uh, it's a combo of he's not that cheap and he's he was I would say serviceable, but also uh, got got banged up throughout the especially his second year with us. Brandon Shell, you know, Brandon Shell is our right tackle. Um, he was he was a, an okay Seahawk, pretty good, pretty decent. Right, you know, stabilized the position when he came in two years ago. He's not underpaid, he's not overpaid, he's probably correctly paid. Um, but I think we found a a good potential backup in Curran, and the market for right tackles is pretty interesting. You know, an area where you could you could go spend some money. So if Shell walks, I'd be okay with it. It'd be like for me 
DJ Fluker, the warrior himself. It's like, okay, yeah, you were a pretty good Seahawk, but, and I liked you, DJ Fluker, but when you left, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, too disturbed that we couldn't, we couldn't fill that spot. He was a 55% snapper too. So that's kind of where he was fine when he's out there. Yeah, He had some health issues and he was number four on my list. So I, I was okay with him walking as well. My, my next pick though, the reason why this guy's not number one is because I think he's innocent until proven guilty. Hmm. And uh, and he's not number three on my list because he won one game while Russ was out, and that's Geno Smith. So I think, and see, we, we kept all of the good old players. The next guy on the list, Geno Smith. So you get younger at the position. You get rid of a, a guy who has the potential off-field stuff to work through. And because I think they could improve at the backup spot by going out and finding a guy, maybe drafting a guy later in the rounds and, and developing. Maybe maybe that guy's already on the team uh, as far as someone who can fill in into that backup role and uh, here moving forward. So, yeah, I'm comfortable with letting Geno Smith go. I have him on my on my five also. So he's there. Uh, but I do want to kind of give him a little bit of um you know, his record when he started for us. Okay. The Rams game. Sure. He has the fumble at the very end there. Or, or was that the one with the interception? Pittsburgh was the fumble game. Right. Um, I also think it was like the way that we, the way we played with him, like that saints game, like that Steelers game. Um, I don't think it was all on Gino. I think it was game planning around him where we saw some good stuff. I wouldn't be distraught if, you know, to, Take all the DUI stuff, and I don't know what happened, so we'll figure that out later. Um, but I wouldn't be distraught if he comes back as as the backup. He actually, I think, he was like a player two away from being like, okay, hey, we were 500 while Gino was in there. And that's actually, I think, what you want. So I just don't want to overpay for the guy, and I think we could upgrade there. That's why he made my top five. But if he does come back, I'm not destroyed over Gino being the backup because hopefully does not see the field the next 17 games yeah i'm thinking at this point in his career you, you could probably go out and get Trod taylor to come play here teddy bridgewater a guy who may be That'd leaving be cool. denver you know either one of those guys I, I feel like you know fits into that same kind of geno mold i don't know how well they do it coin toss calling <laughs> but uh yeah. maybe maybe you flip a coin and uh, between those two players and then that makes the decision by by the time the 2022 NFL season rolls around, there'll be no more coin tosses for anything ever. (laughs) They're going to, they're going to ban the coin. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Just, you know, that's it. That's the next thing getting canceled by, uh, by culture is the, the coin. (laughs) So, so don't worry about that, man. No more coins, period. Yeah. Period. Just just no more. Unless it's Bitcoin. That's it. You could, you could flip a Dogecoin, whichever, (laughs) however that may work. So, but that's, but like that, that's a pretty good one. And, and and just to keep the, the combo, uh, rolling here too, one okay, this one's interesting, right? Because um, let let's let's go to a position where Phil, before we hopped on, you said there's actually lots of ample opportunity out there in the free agent market. So when I look at our tight end position, you know we got we got the we got the young tall dude who he ain't going anywhere, right? The the, the tall drink of water himself. I think he was from Stan, Stanford, right? That's where that's where uh, where Colby he had Parkinson, come from. Yeah, Colby. Yeah, yep. where Colby where Parkinson had come from. He's a Stanford guy starting to show out. So it becomes like a, all right, what about Uncle Will and or Gerald Everett? Is there a decision to be made there? And the answer is- Big price difference, don't you think? Oh, there's a huge price difference. And and, and also um, very different type players. You know, Uncle Will, I think going into the, hey, 
we want to run the ball. Do we do we still want to run the ball? Are we are we resigning? Oh yeah, we want to. Are run we the ball. resigning Penny? Maybe. You know, like those formations where Uncle Will's in and he's primarily a blocker. Um, if he could come back and do that at a at a smaller fee than Everett, then Everett might be on the chop block. I liked Everett. I like Everett. But just looking at what's out there. And if Colby, what I like about Everett Clinton is when he plays horrible, we still win. That's what I like. <laughs> he did that a couple of times. That's fun. And he has a lot of great plays, but when he plays awful, we can still win. Yeah. So I, I do like that about yeah. him. Yeah. So I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'll put Everett on the chopping block for the sake of balancing the money, seeing what Colby can, you know, Parkinson can do. And then maybe we, re- we retain Uncle Will. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's not a popular decision and, and maybe not even what I would make because I like Everett, but for the sake of a good discussion, Maybe uh, Everett, it goes on the chopping block. What do you guys think? I had a hard time deciding which of these lists to put Everett on. And, yeah, me too. Uh, and so it kind of, I ended up not putting him on either. Yeah. And I don't know what that means for him necessarily. I, I think it means for me that the pass catching ability, I, I think it's important. I think having him as your number three, essentially, is what he was last year. And maybe it is because of the turnovers and those types of things and the drop passes and critical moments that it had me more on the comfortable with him going side. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough call. And I but I don't know if there's necessarily any other free agent pass catchers out there that would quite have that same level of speed and ability that he has either. So there's yeah. a lot, but they're not going to cost different. So it's like, you want to stick with the guy that's used to Waldron or not? I think yeah. And, and I think there's a, that, that could be an entire, you know, longer discussion there just on Everett. So that's a player where like, if they bring him back and they give him like a two year, you know, two year deal, and it's kind of right in line with what, what he should get. Um, I'm probably going to be really fine with that, you know? And, and again, for the sake of a, of a good conversation, I wanted to put him on the chop block to see to see what some other others thought there. And Phil, sound like you'd be you'd be okay if they if they moved on and figured it out. I love GE, but man, that's a tough one. Like he, the two most important guys on here, I think, are Green and Everett because they're mid price. But you're kind of you're gonna pay what a lot of guys that are similar, not huge difference maker, but there's something reliable that you can have. But that is blocking your ability to do something else. And so I think those are those are big choices for Schneider, even that, that five to eight million dollar range for the uh, just above mediocre kind of guy. But uh, that's just my two cents for whatever they're worth on on GE. I, I like him. He's exciting. Yeah. Um, well, you brought up another name there. I do want I wonder what if, if that made Brandon's top five. But you brought up eyebrows, the, mm-hmm. the, Mill, the Millhouse eyebrows himself. So. Brandon, did you, did you have Rasheem on uh, either side of your ledger? Yeah, he was on my keep list, and uh, but just outside of the top five, I I didn't well, I just didn't quite know where to put him uh, to rank him in terms of because I think cost, like you mentioned, Phil, is going to be such an issue with him. But defensive line is important, and I really want to try and keep as many guys on the offensive and defensive line as possible, which is why. I'm okay with maybe, you know, if it came down to a, a decent contract for green versus the top of the market contract for digs, I, I almost, I almost deferred to paying on the defensive line okay. versus on the back end because especially, you know, with Ryan Neal being on the list for Clinton and I don't, I, I see some free agent safeties out there too. It could be an interesting market for 
uh, for that spot too. So, and we have Blair. We have Blair who keeps Blair not getting who a shot. Could, who could come back and take a shot finally at yeah. starting at that position? Maybe he pulls a Rashad Penny out of his hat. I know he was a guy that I've been high on since he came out of college, but just he has not been able to stay healthy. And yeah, contract I, year, luck of the health. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's time. Was there any other guys on the comfortable with letting go that we that we need to mention? You guys had a lot of the same ones. Uh, you know, Jamarco Jones, not, he's he's just on there, and it's like, okay, you could have a he's a backup. He's not gonna he's not gonna get a lot of money. Um, but- I, I tried not to put any backups who didn't actually have starting time, and maybe Jamarco did have some starts this a year. Bit. A little bit here, there. It's he's he's not somebody that's going to be swayed to another team for money. Exactly, exactly. Like like Green might be, and 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 Green was just outside my top five. I had like three question marks on on the let him walk, and that one is like the for the same reason I said earlier. I want DJ Reed back at the right right price, but I but I think somebody will overpay. This is like oh, who was that that went to the the Raiders? Uh, The guy from Maryland. Oh man, what? Uh, Quentin Jefferson, right? Hmm. This is. It's, yeah, it's, he went to I, he went to Buffalo first. Yeah, he went to Buffalo, up, then yeah. over to the Raiders, but he got paid handsomely. And it was like, all right, for the average dude um, who's good, you know, like average to good, are we going to pay what Buffalo went to pay Quentin Jefferson? And I can't, and it feels, Rasheem Green feels similar. Rasheem Green's still very young. Rasheem Green, I think, had six and a half sacks again this year, right? So two years in a row where he's uh, showing he could be, could be fairly disruptive. But I also feel like Green disappears for part parts of the game, even when he's out there. He played um, like sixty seven percent of the snaps, yeah, and you, so, it does not feel like he did. Exactly. So I'm I'm okay with I I know the dude's still quite young, but I'm I'm okay with that. But I'm also very okay if they were if they were to look at like Hyder or Mayoa and say, you know what, I'm not sure what the cap hit or dead money would be, but we're we're trading them slash for like whatever late you know late round picks and or we're cutting dudes like that to keep the younger talent. That would be fine. If they can make the, the money work that way, I'm good. It's a little bit outside the exercise here, but uh, that'd be a trade, uh, internal trade I'd be willing to make. But if it's straight up like overpaying for green, I'm going to be on the outside of that ledger. Yeah, no way on the overpay. Yeah, the only other well, guy on we- my list then would have been uh, Alex Collins. Which, yeah. Okay, let him go. Yeah, you know, we're kind of, uh, I, I just... I want to get younger at running back. And since we're keeping yeah. Adrian Peterson, I, I think, <laughs> you know, Alex has to be the one to go. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that. All right, gentlemen, we're going to move the ball down later on. We'll get to some outside free agents in the show down the road, but right now it's, we're getting really close. I hope to signing our defensive coordinator. So on your priorities, before we close out here, what kind of priorities, and, and this will start with Clinton, what kind of priorities are you looking for in your next D coordinator? Uh, blitz packages, discipline, aggressive DBs, turnover generation. Those are some suggestions I had, but I, I, maybe not a name. You could do a name. I know Adam's put some names out there he's really about, but mm-hmm. uh, more like the priorities, how you want your DC to prioritize his defense. Uh, what, what would you be looking for this year? I am, you know, a, maybe an, an older, older school. You know, I, I professed earlier about bringing, bringing back uh, digs and, and getting a healthy Adams, Adams and saying it's a passing league. And yet I want my defensive coordinator to really focus to back at the line. That's what, that's what I want. That that's the guru I want. If that's, if that's Clint hurt, cause that's kind of, that's kind of his jam, then, then so be it. If that's, that's, that's what he's known for. I'd be okay with that. Certainly an outsider that could come in that really understands 
how to use fronts, how to generate. Obviously, you know, it's like, oh, it's way easier said than done. How to generate with four? Well, you get great players. <laughs> right. That's how you generate with four. But if you don't have exceptional talent across that four, if you have good talent, how do you, you know, how do you really scheme that up with with some with some uh, crafty blitzes and get that pressure up? Because end of the day, the piece for me that was missing, it wasn't DBs. There was some zone schematic things. Ken Norton's gone now, so that that probably be corrected. It was certainly not run blocking. It was consistent ability to get after and get quarterbacks off of their mark. And that's where I do. I want to focus. Yeah, I'm with Clinton in that. I do think that defensive line has to be the priority for the defensive coordinator and 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 getting after the quarterback. Now, whether it's it's doing it with four, it doesn't matter. Gosh, if you could find a guy who can use that chess piece that is Jamal Adams in a way mm. that it never seemed like Ken Norton Jr. quite, you know, in his first year, they just they, they blitzed him a lot. And it seemed to work out well. He got the sack record as a defensive back. Then they kind of went away from that this year, even though he, you know, even before he went out with injury, did he even register a sack this year? I don't think he did. No, he didn't. Nope. So nope. to go from the record to zero, it's, it's very curious to me. And I think having a, a guy who can solve that, but does have more of that focus toward the defensive line and being aggressive. Not now I've, seen people suggest that Ravens defensive coordinator, ex Ravens defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, uh, it could be a guy for the Seahawks. Now, if we want to talk about guys who uh, are reckless about rushing the passer, then, then that might be the guy to go with, but could they find some balance there with the way Pete is and with him? I don't know. Uh, this is the area though on the defensive line that I think has the biggest potential to improve with defensive coordinator through free agency, and it's going to be a critical piece this offseason in, in getting the Seahawks back into the playoffs, I think. All right, gentlemen, we're getting ready for some big games. What if you prioritize your big game snacks? What's on the list? What What's fine? What can go? Because we've been talking about what, what we got to have, what you don't mind if it's missing, your big game snacks as we get close to those. What has to be there, Brandon? What has to be there for my big game snacks? It, look, if I'm having some type of uh, food for a big game, I'm going chicken wings. I, I, how, how could you leave that off the table? If, if I'm drafting first, that's my number one. What's your number one, Clinton? It's got to be there. Yeah, chicken wings are delicious. They, they truly are. Um, definitely a blue cheese guy. If you Throw a ranch at me. I'm gonna yes, punch, I'm gonna punch blue you. Cheese. I'm gonna punch you in the face if you put right ranch near me. Um, they're delicious, and we've got we got some great. That's places if you're going up, buffalo I mean, wings. Now, if you go barbecue, it's tough to mix the barbecue and the blue cheese. But yeah, the, oh no, the, it's not. It's it's just fine. <laughs> it's, it's, blue it's cheese right is fine and everything. That's I, I veggies, agree. wings, everything. But but not to repeat. I think a great a um and and I, I don't want to go into the territory of chips because chips are kind of like you know table stakes. You got to you got to have the chips out there anyway. Um, I'm a huge quesadilla guy. I, I love me a good quesadilla. They're, they're light, they're crispy, you cook them the right way. So you, you get that out there sliced up for, for game day, you give me the sour cream, the chives, and you don't even need a lot. Just a cheese quesadilla, if you want to throw a little veggie in there, like some onion or something, it's, it's, it's lovely. So I like, and, and you know what? Uh, also, one more factor about a quesadilla. It is a easy make at home. You could bang it out in halftime, literally halftime hits, you're in the kitchen, little Pam spray, get the heat going, flour tortilla, cheddar down. 
you are eating that quesadilla, maybe even finishing it by the time the second quarter of the, the second half starts. And that's that's important for game day. Yeah, you got to time it right. You got to time that's it true. right. The sure. wings, you got you to plan the day around and, sure. you know, to try and get them crispy. You know, that can take some extra work that, yeah, I, I think with the in terms of ease, you know, that's a that's a sneaky good pick by you. Anything that's got to be out of there, like you remember you were at some big game party and they brought this and you're like, what in the world? Is there anything like that, Clinton, that you just got to say off my table? I don't want any part of this. Oh, the off my table. Um, No, no, I, I'm not going to. You like it all. I'm not going to yuck someone's yum. So, so no, if, if it's on the table, <laughs> let somebody else have it. But I would say if it's the big game party, you got to have the buffalo chicken dip. How could you not? Just the, the just the shredded up buffalo chicken dip with the, some of the good Tostito scoops, or and you already pita. said ranch. I just realized you already said get the ranch oh, away. The ranch goes yeah, so that's yeah, that that's, okay. That's so, any, so you any, did get one. Anything with I've like, given Brandon a lot of time. Well, you Maybe use he likes the ranch the for the the carrots and the celery. Eh. <laughs> Is the celery, does that need to be there? Well, I'm what I'm sure. saying is that you use the blue cheese <laughs> for the chicken, and then that way, if, you, you, if you're if you dipping them together, then you're not mixing the, the veg and the chicken in one kind of dip. And then it, it keeps them separate nicely. I'm just trying to keep the buffalo being, sauce out polite. of the ranch. Did you have any, Brandon? Uh, that I would get rid of? No, I, I think that... Um, just bring all the snacks to Brandon's bring all house. Bring all the snacks. You know, I'm trying to even... What what would I even avoid? Yeah, I mean, I there's things I avoid. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to fill up on. Usually, not going to fill up on pretzels. Pretzels are fine. They're um, not good. And, and some of them could be good, but like, I'm not going to fill up on pretzels unless they're like a, a really good one. But if you're going to go chips, like, don't bring up just a regular sea salt chip. You know, don't bring me like a Ruffles. Like, yeah, there's so many. It's a big game. We got to do better than that. There's a lot of good to be better. Power than rank good. chips now. Oh, that that now we're talking. We got we a long <laughs> off season. <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, there was a lot to get to. You guys got to a lot. There was a lot of breadth to that. I imagine there'll be uh, quite the amount of dissenting opinions when you talk about our own guys. Uh, next week, you got plenty of uh, next week, next time, whenever that is. Plenty of time to think about uh, free agents we get ready for. We got some games coming. I wish that the Hawks were involved, but they're not. So I guess we get to cheer against two teams at the same time and then look forward to them losing the following Go AFC! Week. Yeah, I'm fine with the AFC. I don't see any chance the Bengals are going to be in the big one. But uh, if that happens, then I'm nervous about the Niners or the Rams. The Rams are racing 13-3. I don't want them to have to erase that this soon. I want them to remember 13-3 for a little longer. Yeah. Absolutely. And so so no Bengals. Even though I would cheer for the Bengals, I don't want them there rolling over for one of those other horrible teams. Fair enough. But, gentlemen, what if we say go Hawks? Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you